here we got a great mma roasted podcast it's me uh i'm interviewing matt hughes the legend matt hughes as well as devin clark badass ufc fighter and a man who had a huge win last week chas skelly can't wait enjoy the show tell everyone you know so matt you're like an hour early but fuck it how are you man uh, i'm good adam yeah. my third- my theory is if I'm, if I'm on time, I, I, I'm late. All right. I'm here with the legend Matt Hughes, one of my uh, favorite fighters of all time, one of the greatest fighters of all time, uh, a, a legend in so many ways, man. How are you doing? Oh, I, I, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. I, I'm sorry. I don't talk like, like I used to. Uh, that's probably a good thing, actually. You said, a lot of ter- you said a lot of terrible things back. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you're one of my. Listen, man. Look, I. You probably sound better than I do. Okay, and I didn't get hit by a train. You have better speech than I do. So uh, there you go. Um, what's the I've had some. I've had some good therapists. <laughs> you're doing a good job, man. So what's a day in the life of Matt Hughes right now? Like, t- tell me about your life. I woke up this morning and I just. I went to. I work for a township, so I went there and, and pedal around with some stuff. And I, I have three people. I work for the township. A guy that does gutters on houses, and a guy that trenches. So I, I just like, like working with mans and being busy. A bad day for me is a day watching TV. Got you, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. Now I've been, man. You were so inspiring. I saw you at the MMA Awards. You made a speech. And you made me cry. You actually, I was like, I was legit crying, man. It was such a touching speech. And you're so damn inspiring, man. Um, I just want to say, you know, thank you for like, for being so inspirational, Matt, for real. It was okay. And that speech, I had my people with me very nervous because I wouldn't tell them what I was going to say. When you get an award like that, you just speak from the heart. So he... They thought I was going to dog on them bad, but I, as you know, I was a, a good boy. Yeah, no, you were great, man. And your uh, your son just had his first fight, right? He, he he did. How did he do? He 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 won. He says he's going to be better than me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he, he's going to be a ten time world champion. Okay. Um. Go ask. Uh. Hold on one sec. Hold on. Hey, Ray. Ray. My kid's home from school sick, and, she, and, and well, she's watching Bluey on Netflix, and then Bluey, just, it just ended. So every 25 minutes, I have to go change that. Um, Set my timer. Of course, of course. Now, um, were you nervous for your son? 
no, he's arrested like me. So, as you know, rest get to pick where the fight spot at. Yeah. Now you weren't just a wrestler, man. You were a state champ. I was looking up stuff you in high school, man. In high school, you were forty-five and zero as a senior, forty-three and zero as a junior. You were a two-time state champ at Illinois. Did anybody even come close? I'm sure many people come close. I don't remember. I've got sort of a bad memory. Really? You can't remember any of the high school matches or what about college? I can. I'm just telling you, you I, I, ask good questions, I want to answer. Oh, all right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, I mean, you were also, uh, I remember I was watching one of your fights where, you know, Joe Rogan says you're a black belt, but you've never actually got a belt. Uh, do you remember choking out Ricardo Almeida? Is in a, a wrestling hold. Yeah. What was that hold? It was a front headlock that I, I, I twist around. Usually when I, I'm in college, I would just choke people till they gave me the two points. But with him, I just kept choking him out. Did you ever do that like in practice or was that something you just made up on the uh, fly? I, I, I've done that for, 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 for years. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Now, Pat, we had Pat Miltich on the show. Pat Miltich says back in the day, I've had to talk to Ellenberger and guys that trained over there. It was a fight club. It was hard sparring every day. Was it, was it, I mean, talk to me about how crazy the Pat Miltich days were. On Wednesday night was our hard sparring and we could have still, Pat could have still take us to watch this spar. We were, weren't big on headshots, but we're very big on body shots. So, you always keep your right hand down and protect you that that the liver shot. Now, uh, Tim, was Tim Sylvia a guy when he walked in there? I heard everyone used to beat him up. Like no one said this guy is the future champion. Did you used to beat up Tim Sylvia? Uh, if we're on the ground, he he was mine. Uh, now, how shocked were you when he finally became the UFC champion? Uh, I couldn't believe it. That's the first time in my life I ever laid in bed and didn't go to sleep. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it because Pat was so much of a, a mentor. I mean, were, were you happy for him or did you guys, did you and Tim get along? <laughs> we kind of did and, and didn't. Um, he, he's a good guy, but one time he, <laughs> he worked for a bar. So we had someone that needed some help in the gym. So they're going to pay someone like $2 more than he was going to pay at the gym at the bar and i was like tim let some from the gym earn that money so the team gets more money than that and he stopped his job and went took that one and can't take me off he wouldn't let someone else make make some money oh god now he and, says he says he's fighting again uh you think this is a good idea <laughs> what's the, the weight I don't know. I think he's like 350, right? He's a big dude, but he's, he posted a picture of him at the gym. He's at like a 24-hour fitness, and he says the comeback. Um, do you think this is a good idea or no? Nope. I've not been around him, but if I want a good life, I'm a good tune Oh, you think you could take Tim Sylvia now? He, he come behind me. Last weekend, put me in a redneck joke when I wasn't looking. I, I got out. So. Tim Sylvia did that? 
Yeah. Wait, what, what a dick. I mean, he know this is about part of your therapy. He just came behind you. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he, he had good, but I got it. You got out of it, even though, and he's 350 pounds and you still got out of it? Is it 350 or maybe 450? <laughs> I couldn't tell. That's hilarious, man. So, all right. So I read into, because I remember when you, when you got hit by the train, there were all these rumors going around. You had people with you in the car, this and that. All this shit went fine. You were by yourself. You were helping your neighbor put a fluid, put a diesel into his tractor. Uh, I was. And then there was corn. You were like in a like you're fucking children of the corn or something. There was like a huge corn. And you're, you're driving your truck and a fucking train comes. Yeah, yeah, there's no cross arms. And when you when you go to the rack the the, the track when you look down the. When I turn on the set to look down the track, all I see is the passenger headrest, so it's just a bad angle. And it's noon. You haven't been drinking. I mean, it's not like you're going back from the bar or anything. Just, just you're, helping out, you're helping a neighbor out. Uh, and then all of a sudden, now, next thing I you know, you get helicoptered out. You're in a coma for 19 days. I, I don't remember any of that. The next thing I wake up, I, I'm in a hospital room. Scratch my head. When, when, why am I here? Jesus Christ. Uh, but see, so but then you're so damn tough. I mean, so they told you, you you're probably not gonna walk. You you're probably not gonna. You your your brain's. I mean, you you, you got inner, you got brain bleeding. It's over for you. And you're just said, fuck it. No way. I, they put me on therapy, and I just kept doing therapy and kept getting better. So. Doctors might be smart people, but sometimes they're just, I'm a Christian, so I think God, God has had me in his hands since, since the train wreck. Man, I mean, and now I see you like on the mat. Now has Khabib contacted you about joining Eagle FC uh, to fight some guy from Dagestan? Because they're taking these legends and they're putting up against guys who are 20 and 0. Nobody's contacted you, right? <laughs> not yet, but give him my phone number. No, I am not. No, no way. There's no, there's no way I'm going to do that. Give me my phone number. Are you going to film my rap next time I see you? Oh, oh my God. The funniest thing was when we did that, I did a show for you were with BJ Penn in the front row. And I was like, oh, Matt Hughes is here. I didn't recognize you without BJ's nuts in your mouth. And I just started talking about how you dated your sister, all this stuff. You wrote me the longest text the next day going, normally when a guy tells me that I have BJ Penn's nuts in my mouth and I bang my sister, I'd be very upset. However, I found it funny. <laughs> it was like, that was the greatest text I ever got. <laughs> so thank you. You caught me in a good mood there. Oh, thank God I did that. Thank God. Um, now, now, how, now, what have you realized? Are you? Because I remember you saying that in your speech that you're happier now than you were before the accident, that you're appreciative now, that you look at life differently. I mean, is this, is this true? It is, it's all, all about the small things. My tub is a tub with a, a, a probably footstep to get out in, in the bathroom. I'm just so happy I can, I can step that step and not touch the wall because be, before Simpson, I couldn't go downstairs without holding a handrail and now I just, it's the small things. Like yesterday I went up to my house, my house has like four steps in front of I went up to my house without touching the handrail and opened my door and 
it's just all about the small things now. But the good thing is no more bar fights too, which is probably good. Uh, because there was a there was a, a rumor that you were like kicking everyone's ass at bars in uh, where you, where you live. That they were like the Hughes brothers would go out, uh, you get a couple drinks in you, and who's dumb enough to try to fight you in a bar? <laughs> and these are sh- I, I mean, this says how nature says danger. One is eagle with claws, other is a bear with claws, and then a rattlesnake, and the third, four pictures, are, and wrestler's ears. So, yeah, seriously. Know. I mean, you got to be the biggest moron to see Matt Hughes at a bar drinking. I mean, I w- hey, Matt, big fan, man. Keep it up. That's all I would say. Hey, man, when's your next fight? Good luck, man. Kick some. I, why would any? I, I, I don't know, but those were the good old days. <laughs> those were the now, good old days. Now I don't drink at all, so I, I they sell alcohol. Alcohol kills brain cells. I need to keep all, all I have. <laughs> yeah, right. You got it right. The, better, the more sober you are, the better. Um, now, so yeah, you had so many great fights. What fight are you uh, most proud of yourself for? I, I, to to come to mind, Mox Sakurai, because the commentator said I was going to lose the whole time, and I really kicked his ass from start to finish. And the second is, Ricardo Amanda, I put a black belt to save the supposed have kicked my ass. and That was awesome. When I left, he was sleeping on, on the ground. That, yeah, that was amazing. Now, the first GSP fight, uh, when you beat GSP, he, you know, he rocked you a little bit. He got a couple good kicks. Did you realize that this guy was going to be one of the best ever? Is not the best ever? No, he, he, at the time, he was my competitor. So I just trying to figure out my way to win. Yeah. Uh, now, Frank Trigg, you guys had a long history, right? At one point, you were holding up pictures of him naked. Uh, he, was in, he was in Playgirl magazine. And you're like, like do you kind of regret doing that? I know, or, or no. <laughs> No, I'm just glad he's such a cheater. He made our fight famous. He did make it. And he's, I, dude, that fight still bothers him. And Frank's a good, a good guy. He's, a, he's a, Both of you guys are great guys. I think, I think in a different universe or if you were in different weight classes, you guys would have got along really well. Um, but uh, it was a great rivalry. I mean, Dana White says that's still his favorite fight ever to watch, uh, which is awesome. What was it about um, – it's crazy because, you know, you're regarded, I'd say, top – maybe the best of all time – maybe second best of all time. I mean, you're right there. Um, and then uh, there was one guy, that Dennis Hallman. What was it about Dennis Hallman? He beat you three times in under a minute. Like, well, Two what, times. Twice. Oh, twice. Yeah. What was it about Dennis Hallman that you just couldn't figure out? Uh, I think he was my, my third professional fight. So he was, he caught me the first fight when I, I didn't know anything. And then he he was so slick the second fight he 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 got me so he, his technique overcame my power right but hey man look everyone has that one guy that just like uh um uh and then your 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 BJ Penn's fight was awesome I mean the second one obviously was it was amazing um and then I didn't know you did Abu Dhabi and you did really well in Abu Dhabi but you lost to Tito right how did that happen he he cheated. How did Tito or Tito? Well, how are you guys at the same weight class? He, they bumped me up and wouldn't let me go down. Okay. I, I thought I could beat Tito in, in a wrestling match, but I was in on leg and we were out of bounds. 
we, we went back in mass. I didn't get the, the leg and he, he, he knew where I was. He, he asked him if he cheated. He, he said yes. He, so he cheated you at Abu Dhabi. Did, now was, he, was he kind of a dick about it or was he cool about it? He, <laughs> I don't care. Now, did you and Tito get along? We, we did at the time. Nice. Now, what happened with Colby Covington? Because I asked Colby, I said, why did you make that thing about Matthews, the joke about him? He said he took you to the White House the week before. And he took you to the White House. And then, at, so because he took you to the White House, he could make fun of you. I, I, like, like, is that, did you, what, what, what did, did, he, did you, Dan Lambert tell you that was going to happen? <laughs> no, but I don't care. I, I got thick skin because I plan on teasing people. So I need to learn how to be teased myself. Wow, you're a good sport, man. I was, I was like, because Colby won that fight. I'm like, okay, what could he possibly say to piss everybody off? And he said the one thing that I'm like, oh, my God. Even, like, I'm a comedian, and I'm like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't go near that. Like, I was like, he has to be friends with Matt Hughes. Like, you got to be, because I'm like, Matt has to be cool with that. But did you call him up afterwards? Or you, you, no? No. I, I get thick skin because I'm a teaser myself. Damn. All right. So, listen. So, you're not drinking. You're, you're working out every day. You're helping your kid. You're coaching. You have a job at a. A library or something? What are you doing? <laughs> nice try. Um, I got three jobs, but right now with the winter, I, I, don't, I don't have much to do. Just no one's working with their hands. Got it. Now, did you? I heard you sued the train company. Did you win the lawsuit? It, it's still in, in process. Now, you're going to get a billion dollars if you win, right? I mean, you're, you got to be getting like a, a jillion dollars. Is it just hours more than a billion? Oh my! All right, now can I get some of it? Some like some of it, just for uh, nothing? Because uh, I tell you what, Adam, come to my house. I'll let you look, look through my couch. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. I just want to hold some of the belts. Uh, well, listen, Matt Hughes, you're one of my favorite people. I honestly like, honestly can't tell you how inspiring you are. Like every time that I, I, I look at it, I'm like, oh man, I'm having a bad day or I'm having this or man, fucking, I can't believe I didn't get that audition or some stupid thing. I'm t I only got five hours of sleep. Like I, I think about like what you do and, and your struggle and how you keep going. It, it is not even like beyond, it's inspiring to the nth power, man. So thank you. Uh, I, I'm just a normal person. I, I wish more people saw me that way because that's how I see myself when I look, I look in, the, in the mirror. You're not an old person who doesn't win the States twice, become an All-American twice, win the UFC belt, what, six times? Six How many times? Nine. Nine-time world champion, uh, Abu Dhabi champion, gets hit by a train. They tell everyone that he's going to die or he's going to be in a coma, and a year later you're, you're, you're taking Instagram, you're fucking squatting weights. Like you squat, you, you, you fucking squat more if everybody here that I've ever squatted in my life. Okay. You're, you're not a normal person. You're, you're Adam. I don't see that as a big compliment to squat more than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, th well, thank you, Matt Hughes. I hope you have enjoyed the rest of your day and I uh, freaking love you, man. Anything else? Just shoot me a text or call Adam. Thanks everyone for, Turn it into, into me. No problem. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Yes. Take care.
All right, I'm here with Chad Skelly. Let me open, close the door so I can give you your full attention. Uh, very professional here. Watching uh, his fight right now. Dude, that knee was amazing. I didn't even know you <laughs> knew how to use knees. Is that the first time you landed a knee in a fight? Uh, no. I mean, I've almost been disqualified from two fights for landing knees. All right. <laughs> but legal knees. <laughs> yeah. First time I've ever thrown a completely legal knee in a fight, probably. Now, what were those things on you on your back? Uh, it looks like John Dodson's feet or something. Like, what, what, uh, <laughs> what did you have on your back? Cupping? What was that? Yeah. Yeah, it was just some cupping. Like, uh, I don't ever do cupping, but I went to the PI, and, and they decided to fucking do it on my lower back on the week of the fight, so that's what I did. Uh, I had a little tightness in my lower back, so they did some cupping. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Honest. Is that because you're afraid to go like, like a regular massage because the girl might want to give you a happy ending and then it might be kind of awkward? Is that what happens sometimes? There's absolutely nothing wrong with getting a happy ending after a massage. I think it's all part of the relaxation process. Nice. Tell my wife that because uh, she does not agree with that. Uh, I, I tried to make that. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, so congrats on your big win. A lot of times when people announce they're going to retire afterwards, they kind of phone it in or they go crazy and like, it becomes an exciting fight, but they end up losing like kind of a, a dumb, exciting fight. But you looked better than you ever have almost. I mean, that was amazing. Uh, you know, a, part of it could have had to do with uh, the opponent, you know, just the stylistic matchup. I think uh, it was kind of a, a tailor-made matchup for me. I'm, I feel like I'm a little better than him in all aspects. Um, but, I, I mean, I trained my ass off. You know, I wanted to go out in, on my terms. I want to go out with a win. So, you know, I, I worked as hard as I possibly could. You know, I didn't leave anything on the table. And, and uh, the game plan just worked out, worked out the way we planned. It was amazing. You did, and then, though, I, I read the judges gave the, him the first round. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where, where? I mean, you, you bullied him against the fence. You hit him, and then you took him down and controlled the, the second half of the first round. Like, where – how – what kind of judge you gave him the first round? I don't know. I, I, you know, I think that's something in MMA that needs to be addressed, like, pretty, pretty severely. Uh, if you are a judge watching that fight, and I'm not saying this because it's me. I went back and I watched the fight again. If you're a judge watching that fight and you scored that for him, you should not be a judge in MMA. 100%. I mean, there was nothing – there was nobody – they could watch that first round that I know that I'd be like, oh, he won the first. Like, where? Where did he win the first round? Yeah, I no, I, I, there, no, like nowhere. Even when he had knee press against the cage, I was just throwing short knees to his uh, liver. There, you know, I landed several good little knees to his liver. They were hard, and uh, he didn't really land anything to me. He like pitter threw a few pitter patter punches, but really, it was uh, I controlled the entire first round. I don't, I don't, I don't know where they could possibly give it to him. I mean. It was in Vegas. Maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're betters. I mean, no sense. Now you came in with a lead elbow too. Was that uh, something that you normally do? Um, I hurt my hand, and uh, so my plan in the fight was to end every combination with the left hook. You know, because he's been dropped in several different fights with left hooks. He he, he drops his right hand pretty bad, and I, I hurt my hand, and so I saw him. I threw like a short uppercut in the exchange before and I caught, I saw him kind of pop his head up and stand right in front of me. So I just fainted a jab and, and threw the, the up elbow and it landed. I mean, it's something I've tried in a couple of other fights to throw that, throw that up elbow and never landed it. 
and then so it just just happened to land. Yeah. I mean, you looked amazing. I, afterwards, people were like, "Why is he retiring?" It looked like you're just hitting your peak right now. <laughs> uh, like, but it was funny though. Afterwards, you were like, "I'm gonna make some real money and go into roofing," and I was like, "Dude, what? <laughs> is that what you like? You just won a big UFC fight. And you said, I'm gonna make yeah. some real money." And then there was a picture of you and Dana hugging afterwards. Uh, Did Dana say to you, "Hey, man, try not to tell everyone you're not making any money and that you want to go into roofing." Did he? No, I mean, you know, to, to be honest, I'm not making terrible money in MMA. I mean, I've been I've been with the company since 2014. Unfortunately, I've only had like 13, 14 fights. I mean, it's not, I haven't fought a ton due to injuries, you know. Um, and per fight, I, I'm not making terrible money if I win. I, you know, I'm making pretty good money. It's just, uh, you know, I, my body's not holding up well. You know, I, I can't I can't stay healthy. I go into these I go into these camps, and when you put you know, you put finances towards a camp and you make it six weeks into the camp and then have to pull out of the fight. I mean, that's a lot. That's a drain on your family. It's a drain on yourself, emotionally, physically, uh, financially, especially. And, and so I found myself having to pick up another job, uh, w with the gym, which is something I never wanted to have to do, but, um, I like to focus my entire attention on what I'm doing, you know? And so I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not making good money doing this, but I am saying that I do believe I'll make a little better money uh, roofing, selling roofs, and and uh, you know it's it's a little easier on my body. Did anybody hit you up afterwards for a roof? Yeah, yeah, I got I got some I got some uh, I got some hits on social media, so so we'll see. I'll go I'll go out and do the inspections, and then and hopefully sell some sell, slang some roofs. You know. Now the, the, my McCorkle, who usually co-hosts, he said he used to be a roofer. He had a company. He said it was the worst because people get there. They give you half the deposit. You, you build their roof and then they don't pay you. Have you run into that yet? No. I mean, uh, when you do, say we go and we do a re-roof, you know, it's to the insurance. So all, all they're paying is the, is the deductible and, and their, their premium can't go up because it's a, you know, a act of God or, or, you know, natural, natural causes. So, um, no, don't really, don't really run into that per se um now when he's he's talking specifically on new construction and and uh cash jobs and and you can run into that and our company has run into that as a matter of fact uh, we're still deal are not me personally but bryce the owner of the company is still dealing with the will being stiffed on a really really big job so yeah i mean you know it's a uh, well it's he, said, he, he said he had the mexicans that he hired come and take the roof off <laughs> uh, in the middle, and then, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I mean, you pay, you need to pay. <laughs> so he said that he was gonna get, he was gonna end up murdering somebody. So he he like left the business. Um, now, is it your company? Did you start a roofing company? No, no, no. So I uh, I coached a couple kids since they were five and seven years old wrestling. Um, Bryce and Barrett Bassinger, their father uh, has owned several businesses, and he's always employed me throughout college and coaching them and throughout college. And they've just become my family, you know, like extended family. Um, and Ray and Bryce started the company a few years back and they just blew up, you know, across the U S you know, and, um, do big commercial, big commercial and residential jobs. So, um, it is like a family business, you know, I consider them family. Um, so, so I know I didn't. Start so you're hyping. It seemed like you, I'm like, dude, how the fuck did he start a roofing company? How does he know how to do that? So you you work for a company, and eventually it'd probably be your company. 
uh, or you might start your own company or something. Or- well, you know, I mean, it's, I, I, I have no, I have no ambitions to, to take over the company. I, I do, uh, have ambitions to have a commercial sales team, you know, underneath me. I'm, I'm more of a sales, sales guy. That's, that's what I like. You know, I, I feel like, um, uh, doing something like, so there's a lot of money and the margins are really, really good <laughs> to be honest. And it's less of a headache to, to sell roofs and, and manage a team under you than it is to own a, own the company and, and the money is, is not bad. So I, I'm good with, I'm good with, uh, selling. What's up people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, you're very inspiring because, like, your fights are amazing. You, you always have heart. It's always a fight. Also, you have, like, the worst dad bod. In, in, <laughs> like, like, I, like, you are skinny fat. Uh, which yeah. is awesome because like I am like, that's what that is. Now, could you make 125 if you cut weight? Cause it, no. it looked like you have, you don't even have like an app. It's just like a belly. Like how much weight did you put back on before that fight? Um, I mean, I'm actually pretty bit when I fill out, like if I lift, if I were to lift, I get pretty big. I got a big frame, like I'm wide. So when you see me standing next to like a 185 pounder, my shoulders and my upper body are the same size. Right. You know, I just got skinny legs and a little dick, you know, so it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, I can make 145, but I walk around generally about, uh, one eight, 175, uh, I fight at 45 and that's really my rock bottom. I, I don't, I couldn't go any lower. I mean, the weight cuts are brutal for me. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've got a weird, weird shape to me, like SpongeBob SquarePants or something, you know, I'm got skinny little legs, broad shoulders, real square, but I always think the funnest thing for me to do is uh, after my fights, you know, fight week, I like to go back through Twitter or whatever, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, and look at the funniest things that people say about me. <laughs> and my body. I always find it entertaining. I think it's funny. You know, I don't, I make fun of, I talk a lot of shit. I make fun of people a lot. And so I don't mind people. I don't mind no, people. Ragging. I remember you came to my comedy show with your girl and you, you told me you wanted to go into comedy. You were in like a sketch troupe or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually would love to go into comedy. I haven't, I haven't put the time into it that I think it would take to to be to be good or successful. But it is something on my bucket list. It is something that I really, really want to try. I don't know that I'll be good at it. I don't know that my delivery is great, but I love telling jokes. <laughs> hey, man, it's like it's like me saying, look, I, I want to be a a black belt, but I don't ever want to tap. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you're never going to be a black belt if you know. No, I just want to. I don't know if I'll be good or not, but I just, I just want to submit people. It's like you have, yeah. to, you have to just try it, try it, try it, fail, 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 and eventually you get really good. Um, yeah, and I will. I will. Uh, I, I absolutely will give it a shot. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it's kind of one of those things, you know, it's kind of, that's probably the reason that I haven't 
done it and gone to like some open mic nights or something at least and, and put myself out there is because failure is like, it just drives me so much. Like I know I'm going to get up there and bomb a couple of times and then I know I'm going to be like, I have to get better. I have to keep putting yeah, time like, into this. Like roast battle. People are like, we want to get roast battle. I'm like, cause I'll obsess over it. I, I know. Yeah. I, I will think of nothing but it. I'm like, I got a daughter and a wife and a fucking mortgage and I'm trying to get everything done. <laughs> this is the only thing I will think about. That, and that's like, it's even when I coach kids wrestling, I'm like, I got 400 things going on. I'm worried about like, oh, I hope this kid remembers the tip to pick bottom or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah. roll, you know, I'm like, that's, how, that's, that's what makes people great though, is that they actually, you know, care about shit. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's one thing that's really, really cool about you. That I, I love watching your fall and your stuff because, uh, you know, you coach the team and stuff and giving back to the wrestling community. That's something I'm, I'm going to also do. You know, it, it does take more time. It takes time. But go back to Azel, where I'm from. Uh, Azel's big, big wrestling town now. Um, you know, Montana De La Rosa is also from there. And, uh, her, and it's a small – it used to be a small country town. It's developed a little bit. Fort Worth's developed a lot since I got out of high school. But uh, – her her daughter's gonna be a stud, Zaylin, or she is a stud. Um, and my, I, I'm gonna give back to the wrestling community too. So I commend you on that. You know that's it's awesome, best, bro. It's like I mean, as much as I do it for other people, it's also for like keeps me young. Yeah, keeps, keeps me laughing. It also <laughs> like I get more nervous sometimes for the kids than I do my own matches. I get more excited for them when they win than like when I used to win because I expect yeah, them, you know, like I, with them I'm you know, and it's like uh, it, it's not, like you can't put a price on it. You know, like there's something, there's certain things you just can't put a price on. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's why I do it. You know, um, we have, by the way, we had, we, we, we had Matt Hughes on earlier. Uh, nice. who's like doing really well. I was like, I was, I was telling him, I'm like, man, I can't believe how much you, I mean, you could bench more than me right now. And he's like, that's not, a, that's not an accomplishment, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> he's, he's still, he got hit by, I'm like, dude, you speak better than me. And I didn't get hit by a train. So, so he you know, was, actually, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny when I was with Team Takedown. Uh, Matt Hughes came into town. I think uh, I think he came in to just do a little working out with Johnny Hendricks, um, and he came into town. And you know, I really wanted to grapple with him, but I heard him talking about. He's like, "Man, it just sucks because you know when you come into a gym and you want to just like roll with people and stuff, and all these guys they try and just go at you because you're Matt Hughes, you know." I, and I was just like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah, that does suck. Now I don't even want to ask him <laughs> to grapple. <laughs> That's like when these guys that I, you know, I, I, I helped set up this military tour back in the day with fighters. And then every base, they'd be like, they would roll with the people. And everybody would be like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a white belt. And it was a purple belt, a brown belt. They would all try to tap the UFC guy and, and say that he wasn't like a fighter. And it was every base that had some fucking guy that said, you know, oh, was like an all-American wrestler in college that said he never grappled before kind of thing. Um, man, your last fight, by the way, was the craziest shit. Wasn't the fight, not the fight. Like you walk into the octagon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You think you're gonna fight? Like you're all ready, and the guy doesn't show up. Uh, you got ghosted in an MMA. Yeah. Like what? What happened? Who who like dropped the ball there? Uh, well, he had back spasms. Uh, while he was warming up. So I, he was supposed to walk out first. I was supposed to walk out second. I was the red corner. Um, and I knew I was walking out after him because the red, red corner always goes second. And um, so I'm waiting back there backstage. And they said, they came back and they said, oh, yeah, you know, a couple minutes, two, two and a half minutes, two and a half minutes, you'll be going out. And then 
they immediately came back and they said, oh, you're going out. I was like, okay, whatever. So I walk out. I walk past his dressing room, which is right next to mine, his locker room. And I look in there and I see him laying on the ground screaming. And I, I thought maybe he was just pumping himself up or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's got something different than whatever. I don't know what people are going through mentally. I stay calm. I sleep. I get up. I stretch. I warm up. I relax some more. And then I go fight. I don't, I don't get myself worked up. That's wasted energy. I don't like the nervous energy, you know? And, uh, but some, a lot of people love that. I go out there and they play my music and I get in the case. I'm like, fuck, I was supposed to walk out second for sure. And then they start playing my music again. And I was like, oh, there's something, something going on. So I look behind me and I see the commission come out and you guys just like, we're not, I was just like, fuck. I mean, at that point, is there a kind of like a relief at all of like, you know, you're going to get paid. You don't have to actually get hurt. And, or are you pissed? Cause you really wanted to fight. Um, for me, it was a little different with that one because, uh, I had just came off of a surgery and it was a long camp. It was long. And I started the camp at like 195, way out of shape, just off of the surgery, a major surgery. And, uh, I was really excited for the fight. I knew that the people that support me wanted to watch me fight. So it was kind of one of those things. And I had trained with the guy before I knew him. I trained with him. Um, so I was pretty upset about it initially. And then my mind just switched immediately to, well, I need to make sure I get paid, you know, which you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when you were in the back singing, you started singing <laughs> Tenacious D about, yeah. you just want to fuck her, this and that. <laughs> like at that point, I'm like, this guy lost his mind. He's probably one of those nights where you just like, everything goes wrong and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to have fun. Is that what yeah. happened? Oh yeah. I mean, for me, honestly i try and uh i like to have a good time so that's you know that's probably part of the reason i get hurt so much <laughs> but you know i you know my life is uh i i like to i, I like to enjoy my life i like to enjoy myself and, and crack up and have a good time and and so they just asked me you know what what are your plans you know now like what's your deal and i said well my plans are to get drunk and sing some karaoke oh, that sounds like a good time they're like what are you gonna sing so well, oh my god they didn't show that part they just yeah, that's what just showed chaz skelly on espn and it just had you singing and it was like the funniest thing i've ever seen don <laughs> fry was like why are they letting him do this like he was <laughs> <laughs> hey i saw so i saw so many people hating on just like this is cringy. I hate this guy. <laughs> it's just like oh, I loved it. I thought people, people didn't know the song. I didn't know the song. I didn't know it. But then I'm like, once people said, "Oh, this is Tenacious D," I'm like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense. This is, makes sense. He's probably a Tenacious D fan. He likes. He's kind of an alternative comedy guy. He likes weird, awkward shit." I, yeah. I, he probably flipped out. He made weight. He's like, you know what? I might as well make the best of this. Um, That's so, pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a lot. Of, that was pretty much it. You know, it was like. Might as well have some fun. I mean, yeah. it got, it. It got like a million hits or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. evidently, evidently it didn't do too bad. I should have got a performance bonus. You should have. Did Jack Black reach out to you or anybody reach out to you? No, he was probably like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this guy's I, terrible. I actually met Jack Black. I was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I did a sketch with him uh, where he was like a demon slayer in some video game. So they yeah. He was like a demon. 
And then he's like, I see demons. And I was in the crowd and he like beat me up. Uh, but he was like, very like, are you okay? Like, he was very, very nice as far as like, he was a really, really nice guy. So uh, I was going to say he, he is, he is somebody that I would, I would really love to meet. He, he's um, because I do love comedy. You know, that's like my genre of like movies and music and uh, I love stand up. So comedy is like kind of my thing. And, and uh, Jack Black is one, one of those guys I think would just be hilarious, you know, in real life. Well, I, listen, I have a show on Fight Pass now, UFC Comedy Jam, where fighters tell jokes. The first one we had Cejudo on, we had Dean, we had Chael. I'm working on the next one. I'm trying to get a whole season out of it. So I'd love to have you on one of them. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just uh, g- give you a little time. I'll get, a, I'll get something going and I'll love to do it. Absolutely. Now, when you were training over at, it was, used to be Black Zillions. Is it Black Zillions again? No, it's, uh, it's Sanford MMA. So they, yeah, Black Zillions, you know, uh, dispersed and, and, and then Sanford MMA was formed what, now, through Henry. Were some of your training partners, like, did you train with like uh, Chandler? Yeah. Yep. Um, Chandler, good, Michael Johnson. Uh-huh. How, how good is Chandler? Chandler's good, man. Chandler's good. He's a very dedicated athlete, you know? Uh, there, there's a lot of different, uh, personalities and, and types of athlete in this sport. Sometimes you got just the naturally talented. Sometimes you got the, the strong willed and the, you know, the guy, and then you got the lazy guys that just are, 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 you know, they're talented, but they're lazy. Uh, Chandler, I feel like is one of those guys that has a, a little bit, everything, you know, oh, yeah. he's got the work ethic. He's, he's, uh, he's got a great mind about him. He works hard and he is naturally gifted. So, Chandler's a he's a good he's a good dude good Tony athlete. Ferguson right Tony Ferguson yeah yeah that's what I heard I think that's a bad fight for Tony right now I mean based on his last couple yeah. fights like um now there's a guy that trains at your gym that is one of my favorite fighters but he just I don't know what's going on with him Caldwell Darren yeah. Caldwell he's such a good wrestler and there are times looks like a world beater and then the, like his last fight he seemed to just gassed out he was just out and kind of mentally quit did you, have you talked to him about that did you train with him before that um, no, I haven't talked to him about it. You know, I, I feel like, uh, the way that I am is, you know, he, he knows, he, he knows that, uh, it wasn't a, a great performance for me. He looked awesome. He looked awesome in the fight. He was beating the fuck out of him. And then, uh, you know, just a, sh- a short mental lapse and, and, you know, he did gas out his body probably, uh, gave up on him a little bit. I don't know. Maybe his weight cut didn't go the way he planned or something, but something gave out, something gave. And, and unfortunately, uh, he lost the fight. I love Caldwell. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, I've gone with him quite a bit in the room, and and he's a great dude. He's you know, he's a really good guy. Just a natural, naturally gifted, just freak of nature. And uh, he he works hard too. I, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong there. Um, but you know, I haven't talked to him about it because the way that I am is um, when I lose, I don't want a bunch of people calling me and texting me telling me good job and and you could have you know you know you did great for me i want to deal with it myself i want to internalize it and uh and and so i don't do that to other people i don't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah no 100 percent. i i think so also uh we got devin clark here uh do you know do you, you guys know each other uh um, not personally i've oh. watched of course all of his fights yeah, yeah, this is Chaz Skelly. Uh, I think uh, Devin Clark. Uh, but well, Chaz, listen, man, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you are the man. Uh, hopefully, Thanks. you're not retired because 
that was stupid. Don't retire. I mean, after that performance, I mean, come on, man. There, there's nothing about what happened last week that says you should retire. I mean, I don't know. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you, obviously you're the one who knows that. But uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I said if they, if they offer me something interesting and I could stay healthy, then, you know, I would, I would uh, consider it. I just, uh, at this point, you know, uh, just with the way my body's been holding up throughout training, it's better for me just to at least look forward and prepare for the future and put all, you know, put, put, put my everything into that. And, and if it comes full circle back around to fighting, then, you know, then I'll get ready and, and, and take a fight if, if, if that's what's in the cards, but got it. Got for it. now, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, uh, solidifying a, a different future, different path for myself, you know? Nice. Well, thank you, Chaz. Uh, and, uh, have a good day. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Like always. I mean, it's always a good interview with you. Anytime, brother. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. So we got my man, Devin Clark. How you doing, buddy? Yo, doing good. Doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. I, I've watched a bunch of your fights, man. You are, you're a monster. You're, you're, oh, you. you're obviously, I don't think I've ever seen, like, there's people that like are athletes and then there's fighters and mm -hmm. people that are both. I would say you're both. And I yeah. say this because your last fight, you got your teeth knocked out. Literally all your teeth got knocked <clears> out. And then you came out swinging in the third round. Like, it was, yeah. it was amazing. I mean, I, I felt terrible, don't get me wrong, but what, what happened? Um, well, yeah, that's one thing that, that I have down good is being tough. I have to work on a few of the other, other things, you know, a little more technical and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely tough. Um, you know, he, uh, he got caught with a knee, um, and my mouth was open a little bit. So it pushed those three teeth back along with the gum line. So it broke like that gum line or whatever. Um, so, but in between second and third round, <laughs> my dad, he didn't really see, I showed him my mouth and he didn't really see what was going on. And like, it, it, everybody kind of got the gist, like, all right, suck it up, keep going. Um, and that's kind of what I got too. So I'm like, all right, surgery anyways. I thought for sure that I was going to have surgery. Um, but no, after the fight, went to the ER. Um, they gave me some good drugs, so I was feeling good. Um, they put, they just pulled it, pulled them back into place oh, and wow. then put, then anchored them with a wire to the other teeth that were still good. Now. Okay. Cause like in South Dakota, you probably fit in better. Uh, if you have your teeth going all different directions, like a couple missing, you probably like, yeah, we got good teeth up here. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, um, but yeah, okay. not, not, not Mississippi here. Not Mississippi. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Did, uh, did the UFC take care of it? Did they take care oh, of it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Because like I got a bill from the ER, um, on accident. They, they always send it to me on accident. I don't know why. Um, but one of them was like 15 grand. Um, just because <laughs> this is the second time that's happened to me. I go in there after a fight and they treat it as a level one, um, which is like, he might die, which then they, obviously right away they figure out I'm not dying. So then it's not actually a level one, but they still charge you for a level one. Wow, that's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. Now, that fight against Kudalaba, you were doing great, and then you got hit in the back of the head. You're so good at, 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 at like, getting away that you end up showing the guy the back of your head. You, you're, yeah. you're, like, too quick. You know, you got you to slow yeah. down when you go. Um, did, you know where, yeah, did you know where you were afterwards, or was it, everything was the, the whole room on its side, or? Yeah, I didn't know that happened until after the fight. Really? Like, I just, I, it flash knocked me out, and I woke up, and, like, I guess I thought I got taken down. 
Um, but I had no idea that I got dropped like that. I just kept fighting. I, I knew I was hurt, but I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I broke my ankle is what I thought. Because oh. when I got dropped, I rolled over it. And I thought for sure, shit, my, my ankle's broken. That's the first thing I said when I went to my corner after the first round. I'm like, my ankle's broken. And they're like, fuck that. Like, yeah, all right. What, I didn't your, know I had Your dad before. is so loud and sounds like uh, Mustafa. Uh, <laughs> like, or Mustafa uh, from uh, The Lion King. Uh, mm -hmm. Was that your whole life, like wrestling matches? Was he like the loud dad that was screaming? Oh, yeah. He took pride in it, yeah. Even, even at, like, football games. And, you know, of course – he didn't like the coaches and stuff like that because he thought, you know, I was being mistreated, which I was a little bit. But um, so he would sit on the other side, like with the visitor side and like in the corner. But you could still hear him all the way across the field. He just has a voice that carries, you know. It's, oh, man. You know. Was that hard for you? Because me and my dad are very close. He was my manager for a while. <laughs> and sometimes I'm just like, it, you know, I would say things to him that I wouldn't say to another, a real manager or another manager. Mm -hmm. And like, is it hard? Oh, yeah. I, I was coaching a kid one time. And his dad said, like, pin him. And the kid goes, shut up, dad. Like, like during a match, he told his dad to shut up. Uh, I, I, has that ever sometimes, like, is it hard for you sometimes to have your father? Oh, yeah, absolutely, all the time. Um, and we butt heads, but it's, like, it's one of those things, you know, in being a, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm still 13 years old. And, uh, you know, he's telling me to do something, and I feel like I have to argue with him for whatever reason. And sometimes it's hard for me to actually believe what he's saying. But I still haven't found a time that he hasn't been right. So wow. um, hence why he's, you know, he's still in my corner and stuff like that. He's not the most technical coach, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's, there's meaning behind everything he says. And, you know, there's been times where it has helped me win fights and, and stuff like that. So um, it's just it's a good relationship, whether, whether, I'm out, whether I always like it or not. Um, I think it was uh, before the Alonzo Manningfield fight. It was was before weigh-ins. It was the day of weigh-ins, right before weigh-ins. I was cutting weight, so I was like crabby. He comes into the into the 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 hotel room because they have like the workout rooms and stuff for you. So he comes in the hotel room and he's on the phone, like on Sky or like uh, video timing somebody or FaceTiming somebody, and he he's like, "Oh, say hi to everyone." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Get the fuck out of here. And and like just the tone I said it, and then you know him being dad, he's like fuck that. Um, he's like you know how to talk to me like that. He threw the phone. He got in my face. I got in his face, and had Coach Winklejohn and then Coach Chad Smith in the room. They're just like let it happen. Like what? Let it. Let it. Let, it, let them go. Like um, would they coach so you like, if you fought your dad? Would they take? Would they probably would coach you in that fight? Right? If you versus well, your dad? I, I guess <laughs> they just they just stood quietly like. You know, and I, but I, you know, I was at that point, which I've never gotten my dad's face, even though I, you know, I just take it. Um, but I've never gotten into his face, but I did that day because, you know, I was, it was weight cut day and I was feeling myself. I'm getting ready for a fight. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm fearless. Um, so I get in his face and I, I see his hand balled up like this. And to this day, he'll be like, no, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to hit you. I would never hit you. Who do you think I would never hit you. I'm like, your hand was clinched. You were ready. And I was ready to just like, duck under it and put him in like a, a fucking like a headlock um but it, yeah they didn't go to that so then he he leaves the room and i keep going i'm hitting mitts you know kind of cut weight and i'm sweating and everything we have maybe like an hour before weigh-ins and so five minutes he comes back in the room all right let's go that's what i'm fucking talking about let's go that's the attitude we need 
That's a good dad right there. That's yeah. a, I mean, look. I mean, he was he he was the bigger man. He just said, you know what? I was wrong. You, you, my, my kid probably just cut thirty pounds. He's fucking no, up. no. That's not how he was thinking at all. It was in his mind. That's what I needed to get me going. <laughs> oh come on, to fight your own father? All right, your dad's a psychopath. I take it back. That's that's crazy. That's insane. Works, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was a great fight. Alonzo fight. I mean, he hit you a couple times. And normally, he puts people out. Uh, mm -hmm. And you survived it and then won and took him down. Um, was that was that one of the hardest you've been hit was by Alonzo Menafield? Uh, yeah, not, I wouldn't say the hardest, but it did the most damage. Um, you know, because it was like he didn't load up or nothing. He just went, whoop, and it, it broke my orbital. Uh, so it was, it was the most damage that a punch had caused me. Um, and, but yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a surreal deal because I knew, cause I've never, I've, I usually don't take a whole lot of damage. I'm not quite a scrapper, you know, with my wrestling and stuff like that. I don't take a whole lot of damage from just like punches. Um, so I've never really had a, like a clean black eye. Yeah. Um, so when I was in the fight, I thought it was just a black eye. I'm like, okay, this is normal. Okay. We're in a dog fight now. I had no idea that it was, you know, could be in a broken orbital or anything like that. Oh, so I thought, I thought it was normal. Alonzo's well, got like superhuman strength. That dude, uh, I mean, you know, NFL, he was almost in the NFL, college football mm -hmm. player, monster of a guy. He had, I think he was undefeated before, before you. You were his first yep, loss. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and you had a smart strategy because everyone else was like, you go punch for punch. And you yeah. just like tire this guy out. Um, sometimes like I was watching a bunch of your fights, man, that were like uh, – the the one fight you had where you knocked the dude down like you I think we're against Ratchik, Ratchik yeah. Where you came out, you were like a minus. He was a, like a minus six hundred favorite, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you came out swinging like and had him hurt twice, yeah, yeah. And, and they almost stopped it, and then he came back yeah. and won. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was so pissed because uh, that was a brilliant strategy, but uh, like, damn, that was yeah. crazy. It was. Um, you know, I, I still hate watching that fight. I love watching it because, you know, I almost got a knockout and I haven't got a knockout yet in the UFC, but that was really close. And, you know, I, they were using a local ref and I don't want to blame it on the ref or nothing, but he should have stopped the fight either way. Because um, yeah. the, the second time I dropped him, I got him in like a front headlock position and I hit him with like, I think seven or eight unanswered knees. Some of them were and illegal. No, I hit him with total. I hit him with like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but like about six or seven of them were clean. And yeah. he told me after the fight that he was out. He woke up and he was in the front headlock position. Um, like when he went to his hands. Yeah. You know, he was actually oh, out. Right. That's kinda, why he was out. Got it. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was kind of holding him up and you know shit like that. And but either way, the ref should have stopped because it was it, they were illegal knees. You know. Right. 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 I didn't know that. Um, but the ref, I don't know what he was looking at. Cause either way it should have been stopped. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you've had so many wars, man. The Anthony Smith fight, was that, that just surprised you? He went for the takedown? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I was pretty off that fight. Um, yeah, it just, it was kind of a weird feeling stepping into that. I don't know if it was, you know, main event. It just, I, I don't know, something, something felt off. Um, so then like we ended up on the ground, which is fine by me. Um, uh, but it's like I forgot that he was a goddamn black belt, you know. And I wasn't, I wasn't thinking jujitsu. I was like wrestle control, like whatever, and like not thinking about how on guard I have to be. 
um, with him being a black, like a nifty black belt with his triangles and shit like that. And um, he was really good at that triangle. That was really slick. So, I mean, props to him. That was, that's that, you know, he's, he's got that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've, you know, you're, you know, you've been in so many fights that I forget you're only what, 31, 32. Um, 31. I mean, your fight against uh, Daquan Townsend, that was in Brazil, right? No, I was in, well, no, Albuquerque. Oh, that was in Albuquerque. Oh, oh that was, uh, yes, same thing. Uh, that was awesome. I mean, you just, you know, your, your fight against against Darko was pretty was awesome. The, the Ryan Spann fight, that was a great fight. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, the wrong end of it. Um, the, I yeah. mean, you had Jake Collier, who's now killing it as like a heavyweight. Yeah, he got big. I mean, you've had so many, so many great fights. Uh, but now I, I was looking at some of your background. You, you grew up in South Dakota. Your dad yep. started you wrestling and boxing at seven? Actually, well, my dad started me boxing because he met the boxing coach at the bar one night. I was like, oh, you should bring your boys. He's like, yeah, I'm going to bring my boys. And that's how we started boxing. Um, but my mom actually got me into wrestling. She made me and my brother go wrestle because um, she was from a small town, Harrisburg, South Dakota. And in Harrisburg, South Dakota, it's K through 12. Like um, the wrestling program is K through 12. And like sometimes in bigger cities, you have to go, you have to join like a um, club team or a youth program or something. Yeah, like a youth program. But it was like with the school, so it was you know it was all all together. Um, but she had us do that, and I ended up liking it. And yeah, well, you took, you took second in the state your junior year. You lost to David Michaud. How'd you lose to that yeah. ugly guy? I mean, give me. I like. No, I like love David. He's a good friend of mine. But uh, he did some. He did some tricky stuff. <laughs> what, did, what did he do? Oh, uh, like we're we're all good, and you know I'm I'm over it. But it, it did happen. He used you don't seem very over it, by the way. But what, what did he do? He used a fake inhaler. Well, a fake inhaler. Uh-huh. What is this, the WWE or something? Like what, what, what? How did that happen? So I was about to get a takedown. He called timeout, injury time, um, to use an inhaler. But then after the after the match, can I call t- him right now and ask him this about this? Yeah, he'll yeah. I'm sure he'll tell you the truth. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> But he, in, in, you know, whatever. We were kids. It don't, you know, it don't matter. Uh, He's a fake inhaler. That is the funniest <laughs> shit. I've never heard of a fake inhaler. That is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. And, and it's even funnier because I have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me about it when we were on our way to the podium. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wait. So what was um? Hold on. I gotta. We gotta. I gotta get to the bottom of this. So so what was the score of the match? Uh, I think it was like two point match. He he called me in a um Hey, hold on, David Michelle. How's it how's it going? Hey, so I got Devin Clark on the podcast. He says you guys wrestled and used a fake inhaler to win. Yeah, in uh, <laughs> my uh, senior year. You why would you have a fake inhaler? I mean it was a real inhaler, I just didn't need it. So um, I just ignored it for <laughs> I was gassing out. I was uh, I was injured all year, so I knew I needed a break. I needed injury. It was the first takedown of the match, and you were already gassing. Oh, was the last. <laughs> like second period. Oh, second period. So you you're about to get taken down. You call a timeout for a fake inhaler, and they let this happen. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't call a timeout. We was out of bounds. That's what I I didn't uh, I didn't stop the match. It was after we went out of bounds. He's saying he was about to get the takedown, and you called a fake inhaler while you were about to get taken down. I'm going to have to find the match. No, I'm pretty sure there was already a stop, and I used the stop. As a De- Devin, he says, he says he was already out of bounds. You know, I, that might have happened. That might have happened. I don't know. 
but that's how I remembered it. <laughs> Being a sore loser, that's how I remembered it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to find this match. I, I, we have to find the fake inhaler and then play it on the episode. Make sure you tell him it's all good, though. Oh, yeah. Devin says it's all good, by the way. Uh, yeah, I get it. We're, no, we're cool. I like Devin a lot. All right. He says he likes you a lot. All right. Bye, all right. Take care, David. I'll, I'll, I'll talk yeah, to you soon. To you, Bye. Bye. All right. Cool. Anybody else you want to uh, – we could talk to about people that, that did you wrong? We'll just call everybody. Was there girlfriends? You have her number or any exes or anything? Or No, no, no. I, my last ex was in high school, so – Oh, got it. Well, senior year, you went out, won the states. Uh, yep. Then you went to the junior colleges, and uh, you you won the uh, JCs twice, right? National champion. Uh, once I got, what did I get? Fourth my uh, sophomore year in JUCOs. Yeah. Now, did you go D one afterwards? No, I actually like failed out of school pretty much. So, oh. yeah, started working construction. And then went right to fighting. Yeah, I needed something to do. So, uh, again, one of my uh, dad's friend, his name was Sonny, he had like a little amateur team in the back of like a, you know, a fitness gym. So I started going there and we pretty much just spar, spar every practice. Um, but that's how I started. Yeah. Nice. And you go to Jackson Winkle, John. Now, are you one of John Jones's training partners? Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. What was that like? Amazing. Yeah, he's one of my mentors. I mean, uh, who who better to learn from? Obviously, like we have completely different styles, and you know, just stuff's different for us. But some of the you know some of the mental stuff and and just little stuff that you wouldn't even think of. I'm like, and and you know, the first couple times that I witnessed it, I'm like, this is different. No, nobody thinks like that. Like, it's just it's you know, you, like, you know, like it's gonna go. what's that? Like how? Like for example. Uh, for like, like the first time I watched film with him, you know, we watch film, you know, we get through a, we get through a match or whatever, or a round. Um, then I'm like, you know, I'm taking notes or whatever. Um, but then he rewinds it. Then he starts telling me how to take notes. Then, then he starts pointing out stuff that I didn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. And it's just like, you know, just simple, simple timing stuff. Look at this guy when he puts his hand here. He likes to do that. He's done that like five times. Um, just stuff that wasn't easy to catch, and and you know him being the best, uh, able to pick up on it. And it was like super surreal. Just you know the first few times, just seeing that. So he's like in the Matrix almost. Oh yeah, it's you know he's just worlds above mentally when it comes to that fighting. Wow. And well, that's, I mean, that's it, not it, the gym anymore. What's that? Yeah. Well, um, I'm moving gyms too, so I'm gonna Where be. Are you going? I'm going to be in Denver at Team Elevation, so. Nice. All right. Well, that's a good change. It's a good change right there. Yep. I got some studs over there. Um, mm -hmm. Have you reached out to John after, like, I know that, it's like, recently that the video cam came out. Have you called him up, said, hey, man, you know, keep your head up? Or No, I got to call him. I usually, you know, when, when stuff happens, I usually wait a little while because I know his, his phone's probably been ringing and stuff like that. So, um, but, yeah, I haven't called him yet, but I'll probably be calling him here today or tomorrow. Were you there when he hit underneath the, the octagon? I was. I was not there. <laughs> you weren't there when Usada showed up, and they were like. Uh, I, I think all that stuff was. That was like before I went. Were movie. you there when Diego Sanchez's coach showed up? No, I wish I was. The <laughs> <laughs> wing punched him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, punched him. yeah. That whole crazy nonsense that's going on. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> you weren't there for that? Got it. No, I would. Yeah, I, I heard about it though. The, the day Diego left the gym, is that what you're talking about? Well, just that that like crazy guru guy that was like coaching him. And, yeah, uh, he came in. He was like trying to show some technique, and then you know, from what I heard, uh, Wink showed him how that wouldn't work, and he got mad. And Diego thought he was you know embarrassing him, and so then Diego was done. Wiggle showed that, hey, man, it's not going to work if you put your hands down and your face up and start chanting or something. Like, that's yeah, not I, think he punched, I think he, like, punched him in the chest or something, you know, just, like, showing him, like, no, with the move, you know, they were going through it, and he's, like, you know, did, like, a pump fake or something, and Wink's, like, yeah, that's why that so doesn't Wink really punched work. the coach to the chest? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it was super hard, but, you know, he proved him wrong is what happened. Now, how good is uh, Clarissa Shields? She's good. I haven't boxed with her, but. You know, she's obviously, yeah, goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but that's great, man. You, get, you want team elevation. They got some monsters. You're going to be like Usman and everybody over there? Uh, like Curtis Blades and, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't know exactly who's on, on the team. I know Curtis is out there and then a few other guys that I trained with. Because um, I went there for, for like a week or whatever to kind of check it out. And I make decisions quickly, you know. Um, met Vinny Lopez, uh, he'll be in my corner, and then uh, Cody Donovan met them. I'm like, this works. That's um, good. I know I, I know I can go there and and um, and grow. So your dad could just actually stay home and yell, and you'll probably still hear him. Yeah, I have. Um, now your last fight, your last couple fights, it looked like you like loved that high kick, but you were showing it off too much. Like you were mm -hmm. like, hey, look at my high kick. It was a beautiful high kick. But you were doing it like during the walkout. Uh, like you would just be like, <laughs> "Sure." Is that like a new toy? Like you like you get a new toy, you want to try it? Uh, no, it's not new at all. Um, actually, the last knockout that I've had, or like KO, KO, was when I was in amateurs and I head kicked a dude with the left head kick. Wow! Um, almost killed him. Um, uh, yeah, he was he was out for a minute. Spent the night in the hospital and everything. Um, yeah, but no, I've, I've had that kick for a long time, but it, you know, it, it's hard to land with some of my wrestling setups and stuff like that. So uh, I'm still amazing. figuring stuff out. It's beautiful, man. I mean, it's beautiful. And, and I'm, I'm reading about you, man. You're like the best guy ever. You work with people that have Down syndrome. Um, I used to do more in the past, but yeah, it's, you know, one of my things, I suppose. And then you're going to make, a, you're trying off with the Olympic bobsled team? No, I mean, that's just on a, like, that's just on a list, like oh, you know. You never actually on a list bobsledded. over here. Have you ever bobsledded? Huh? Have you ever actually bobsledded? No, I just feel like I could do it. Ah. But you know, and and you know, they said that when I was coming out. I think maybe for Anthony Smith fight. Yeah. I'm like that. That doesn't sound right because I haven't had any contact with those people. It's like you know, it's kind of uh, demeaning to their sport, I guess. That I think I'm just some fighter that can come in there and fucking bobsled. <laughs> I don't know if I can get in the damn sled. I don't know. Um, yeah, what's that? I have a, I have a daughter, eight-year-old oh, daughter. Eight-year-old daughter. Yep. Yeah. How's I know? How's, how's uh, are you? Are you homeschooling her or a regular school? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, she's in regular school. Nice. Yep. Does she yep. play sports? Uh, yeah, she does jujitsu, um, volleyball, gymnastics, and yeah, I think that's about it. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. For now, anyways. Yeah. All right, so you're married, you live in South Dakota, mm. one of the best fighters in the world. You're, you're, you're kicking ass. You got a beautiful wife, hot wife, 
I, I checked her out. No problem. Uh, where did you guys meet? High school. Wow. We're going on, what, 15 years now? So this is the first girl you ever slept with? That's the no. only one? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Only three. Only three. Three women. All right. Yeah. All right. So the first two were like, get them out of the way. They were starter chicks. It was high school. <laughs> I hate talking about it because it's like, you know, that's weird. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Well, you were in high school too. I wouldn't think of you were not in high school, but you were also in high school. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Right. Everybody, nobody's thinking that you're a weird guy. All right. So you got this beautiful girl. You're faithful. You got a great career. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm just, just living, man. Uh, it, man. I, I have, I have something interesting, I guess. Like a lot of people probably don't know that I'm a handyman. Um, so I, th I think like two or three years ago, I started my own handyman business. And you can use this as a joke if you want to. I know. You're <laughs> Go on. I know this might haunt me, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting my own handyman business, for, um, kind of for a retirement plan for after I'm done fighting. So. Like in, in like porno films or like, or like, like, what do you mean? Like in your handyman? So, so okay, so like, I'm like. All right, so like people like oh, yeah, call you, you live up. in Vegas, so terminology is a little different, huh? Uh, right, of course. So people call you up and say, "I gotta fix my my closet or my roof or yeah, my, yeah, my, like fence." And then mm -hmm. you know, and then you do you outsource it or you do it yourself? I do it myself, yeah, because I because I used to work in construction a lot, you know. After I well, I started doing manual labor when I was like sixteen, doing landscaping, then sod and irrigation, then roofing, and then after college, I was you know just pretty much full blown construction. Um, then started working for like a custom custom home builder here in South Dakota, building beautiful like big million dollar houses and stuff like that. So I was able to learn a lot, um, and so it, and I love doing it. So it's you know it's a passion of mine. So I like doing it. I can help people a little bit. You know, you can do it forever. You can do it yeah, forever. Yeah. Well, listen, um, Devin, man, you're you're a great man, and uh, thank you for being on the show. Uh, shit. Thanks, for, thanks for following me on Instagram and uh, laughing at my jokes. Um, oh yeah. So uh, I will talk easy, to you soon. Easy on the John Jones jokes. I know. I feel, honestly, if, after watching that video, I was like, "Oh God!" Like I feel, I feel terrible, man. Like that video. Yeah, that, was, that was like an old video, and like I'm like, I was so confused when it came out. Like, why are they? You know, yeah, obviously. One, kids, yeah. Why are we putting this out now? But yeah. also, I think that him seeing that's probably a good thing, uh, because he never wants to go back to that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah, I know he doesn't want to go back to that. I mean, but watching, so him, like, watching him cry and like, you're sitting there, this guy's the best champ in the world, like the best yeah. of all time. And mm -hmm. him crying, it's like, dude, I, I don't know what drugs he was on or alcohol, but just stop. Just fuck it. Well, stop. you know, you know it, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to talk too much on it, but like, it is what it is. We've all, a lot of us have been in that situation. Um, you know, like shit happens and it, it just sucks that it's, you know, I mean, he is a superstar that he is. So obviously, you know, that comes with a price is like, you're going to be filmed and stuff like that. And, you know, held uh, to a higher, higher standard on, by people that have lower standards. Um, but, you know, like I, I'm hoping people can kind of just let it go and then, he can, you know, get better and, and yeah, well, you know, everyone loves to come back. And the, the dude's obviously a, a champ for a reason, you know. Yeah, um, I just I would like to see him succeed, honestly. You know, oh, absolutely. I'd like to see him succeed and fuck up enough where I can make jokes about him, but they're but they're funny kind of jokes. Yeah. I, I don't want to see a guy like that, you know. It's like, you I don't jokes. 
<laughs> yeah, like, like uh, yeah, somebody fucks up a little bit, it's funny. You know, it's like, okay, we all fuck up. But when you see somebody like just crying for help, you just like, come on, man. Like, cause I, it didn't have to be like that. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. The dude is so talented and, and it seems like he's a good person on the inside. He, he is a good person. A lot, of, a lot of demons, you know? I mean, I've seen the good and bad and you know, the good definitely outweighs the bad. And like I said, I've, I've got plenty of friends that make the same mistakes and just, you know, it Mom. ends differently. Mommy's upstairs. Uh, I did my kids butt naked. All right, listen, uh, I, have, I have a little three-year-old. Say hi, Devin. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, listen. I'm talking to naked white kids? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, but naked black kids would be okay? All right, listen. <laughs> Why did I got to be naked? Why did we have to put race into this? Oh, the way, you're, you're half black, right? Your mom's white? Yeah, because I can literally say anything. Yeah, oh, true. Your mom is white, dad's black, yeah. and your dad's, you're both, your, and you, okay, all right, so your mom, and then your wife is white. Yeah. So you're both, your, so, so like, we have, okay, and my wife is white, so your kid's probably a quarter she's white. white. Uh, yeah, she's black. a quarter, but she's like, she looks white, you wouldn't be able to tell, yeah. All right, that's awesome, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, listen, you got, you got a beautiful family. So, Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's so funny. The other, the other day, my wife, my, my, my uh, daughter was like, uh, she doesn't want to wear black colors, you know? She's like, I don't want to wear black pants. I'm like, no, black is beautiful. Like, your best friend, Ozell's black. She's beautiful. She goes, <laughs> she goes, she's not black. She's brown. And I was like, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, all right. Uh, I guess we got to get brown pants. Um, I didn't know how to. So, you know. see, see, kids, they, they see shit how it is. You yeah. Know? And I've done that too, like, uh, or about my dad being black, and you know we talk about it openly. And but my daughter's like, no, he's brown. Like, yeah, I got a point, but yeah, he's black. <laughs> I'm black. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how to. I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, my daughter. I, I think the race is the thing that should be talked about openly because you know kids are gonna hear it no matter what. So you might as well, you know, we open it up to them. So. Right, right. No, my daughter's mom. She was. She asked me. She says, "Why are some people black?" I'm like, well, everyone comes different colors, but you know, we're all the same on the inside. Uh, mm. Angry. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, angry because of what color we are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but listen, man. Yes. Yeah, people are white, people are black, and some people are all different colors. Brown. You learn about it in school. That's great. That's great. Okay, <laughs> listen. Uh, <laughs> nothing like uh, indoctrinating. You're welcome, you're welcome for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather have, have <laughs> learning anything is good, right? Anyway, yeah. listen, uh, Devin, you're the best. Uh, I'm always in a. I'm always in a root for you, man. And uh, Thank you. thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that is our show. Make sure you guys. Tell everyone about the podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube page, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere. Follow me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian on Instagram, also on Twitter. And uh, go to Adam Hunter Comedy for my full schedule of where I'm at. Thank you guys so much. Take care.